touch somebody, heal somebody, answer somebody's question, make a way for somebody this morning. In your presence, let there be fullness of joy. And let every bondage be broken in your presence, O God. Free somebody this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, I know you need somebody. You may be seated. Our scripture is Ezekiel twenty-two thirty. Do you remember? Open your Bible. Ezekiel twenty-two thirty. Ready one two. God is looking for a man. He said, "I sought for a man among them, among us here, that should make up the hedge. The hedge is the protection." And stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Is God finding you today? Is God getting you today? Are you saying you are available today? Can God depend on you? God must be able to depend on you. I mean, God said this, but He must come later to say that, oh, Sana, there was a. A certain man that I didn't see earlier on, but now I found him. And you are the one that God found finally. So last week, we were looking at the fact that God is in need of somebody to do certain things because God is not able to do everything by himself. He needs somebody to be able to do the things that he wants to do. And I showed you that especially when it comes to the area of conversion of souls, um, God needs a human being to be able to do it and finish it. And we looked at the conversion of Saul, who became Paul, that it is Jesus who met him, and Jesus who, as it were, was witnessing to him. But at the end of it, when he had struck him blind and everything, he said, go into the city and meet a man called Ananias. And he is going to complete this process of conversion. He will pray for you, and you receive your sight, and you'll be okay. So he said that there are things that God does. God is very powerful. I mean, if you look at yourself, why should God need you? Who are you? What do you have? God is all-powerful. God is greater than you, greater than everything. He has created uh, the heavens and the earth. He has created everything. He has power over everything. Just at the word of his mouth, your life will end right now. If he says, it's enough, come. You be on your way. Even this world with all the wickedness in it, if God says, it's enough, I'm destroying it. So that's why when we have certain disasters, I think they, sh- they are just signs for us. Like recently we have had floods, serious floods, not in Ghana, but like um, in where? Greece, yeah. But in China, China has had wild floods. And you see bridges are collapsing and every I mean, all the cities that they have built is underwater. And you see that, yes, we have the power, the wisdom to do things, but it only takes us to a certain point. 
I'm not saying that God was trying to do anything in this flight. But if God does anything, that's the end of it. We can explain things like earthquake. We had earthquake in uh, Turkey and so many thousands of people just died because the earth just decided to shake itself a little. Only a little. Yes, only a little. It's not like the whole earth is shaking. Just, can you imagine the whole earth and then where the earthquake happened? It's just some small, little, minute part of the whole earth. It's insignificant. But look at the disaster it causes. So if God decides to shake the globe, what will happen? And now we have earthquake in Africa. Is that not so? Yes. In where? In Morocco. Yes. And, you know, they count the things slowly. By last night, they said they had crossed 2,000. And I'm, I was saying to myself, these things, by the end, you can hear of 10,000 people. Because the report is that they have not even been able to reach the most affected areas. And somebody said, we are only hoping for miracles that people will be alive under the rubbles where we haven't reached. So, I'm making a point. Do you get my point? God is so powerful and we are so powerless in all as for the wisdom to do things, yes, we have. We have invented things, we have built things, we have but even after the uh, Turkey earthquake, I traveled to a country with tall buildings. So I was up somewhere, then I was looking down. I looked down and I saw that I was very high up. Then the road is down, 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 down. Then I remembered. I remembered what had happened somewhere not long ago. Say, hey! This thing which is standing very tall up, at least my house, if the thing is trying to happen, I can open my door and run out. That is, I have high up somewhere. How do you come down and run? And if all this, you know the thoughts that can come to your mind. All these things should come down. I didn't come down. That's why I'm still here. But to show you that God is so powerful and we are so powerless. And yet he needs us. He said, I sought for a man to make up the hedge. I'm looking for somebody to keep the wall of protection in place and to stand in the gap. So God is looking for somebody to stand between him and the land. Maybe an intercessor, maybe a preacher, maybe I mean, somebody who will extend kindness to people or somebody to do something. But when I looked, I didn't find anybody to stand and, and, and maybe pray or something so that I don't destroy because there's always evil and God is about to destroy. So last week, we looked at um, the things, the, why God needs somebody 
we'll look at a few more today and then we'll get back to our seven blessings. Do you remember the seven blessings? Keep them close to you somewhere. We will declare them before we go. Are you ready? So we saw that Lord um, God is looking for somebody who will stand in the gap. Ask your neighbor, are you standing in the gap for God? Is God seeing you in the gap? They said what? You should look for somebody else. Eh? Is that what they said? I heard somebody say, then you should look for somebody else. Is that what I heard? I didn't hear that. I hope so. I remember this lady who was in the prayer meeting and um, towards the end of the prayer, they said, we they called her, we called Sister Grace to summarize the prayer for us. You know, we used to do that one in the uh, Sister Grace, Omon Pioneer Pong. And this is a great shot there. I say, hey, me na mo che me na ma bon pa yade. Any mo better na ma diachi because empire no me mo. Are you the one? As the person said, are you the sister Grace? Say if God is looking for, and you are the one, is then people will perish. Now, it's not so. Number two, the Lord, um, God is looking for someone who to help the people, somebody to help. And let me take a few more today. God is looking for someone who can answer questions. Do people have questions? Do people have questions? Yes, people have questions on their minds. And God is looking for somebody who can answer their questions. If you are somebody who does a little of evangelism, you find people, you meet people who have questions. Is that not so? They want to, they are asking questions about this, and they are asking questions, some of them genuinely. But some of them is just to create controversy. And you don't waste your time with such people. But people have genuine questions on their mind that they want to ask. They want to know this, and they want to know this, and they want to know. That's why you are afraid to go on evangelism. Because you yourself, you don't know anything. True or not true? So you are showing me that it's true, so you won't go. Yeah, learn. Don't sit in the church and say true, you, you, you won't do the thing. Yes. People have questions on their mind. People want to understand what is happening. Why did this happen to me? Am I a good person or a bad person? Is God angry with me? Am I under a curse? I mean, all kinds of questions that are there. And people need answers. People have questions. And God cannot come down and answer their questions. But God will use somebody like you to answer somebody's question. So when you are there and you will not read your Bible, you will not study, you will not try to know something, even the preaching you don't hear. So you can answer a question or the other, then how can God use you? Because God is looking for you. I pray that you'll be the one that God will find to answer somebody's question. Because when you answer well, you'll be able to help the person. Did I read the scripture? Job 5, 1 and 2. Call now, if there be any that will answer thee, and to which of the saints without ten? For wrath killeth the foolish man, and envy slayeth the silly one. Call now, if there be any that will answer thee. God is looking for somebody to answer people's questions. Are you saying that God can depend on you? Will you be there to answer people's questions? Next one, number four. God is looking for someone who will deliver the children who are far from safety. Job 5, 1 to 5. Call now if there be any that will answer thee, and to which of the saints without ten, for wrath killeth the foolish man, and envy slayeth the silly one. 
I have seen the foolish taking root, but suddenly I curse his habitation. His children are far from safety. And they are crushed in the gate. Neither is there any to deliver them. Far from safety. Are there people who are far from safety? They are far from safety. They are the safety. Where, 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 where is safety? Safety is when you rest in the presence of God. When you get into the place where God is, Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and they are safe. Unless you get into that place where God is and you rest in the name of the Lord, there's no safety for your soul. And people need to find safety for their souls. And it takes you and it takes me to bring them to the place of safety. So God is looking for somebody. God is looking for people to lead others from the place where they are crashed and destroyed and they have all kinds of issues and bring them to the place of safety. Yes. And as I'm preaching this, remember that next week we have Swollen Sunday. Yes. If you have forgotten, then I don't know where you come from or where you came from to the church. Next week, by this time. And there are people out there who are crushed. But they are they crushed? Sin, guilt, troubles, issues of life, poverty, everything. They are crushed. They are under stress. And God is looking for us and calling on us to go and bring them from their situations and the problems that they are under and bring them into safety. We can even say that the church is a place of safety. It's a safe place. When you are in the church, you have come for a safe place. Even in the world, when they have disasters and things like that, people run into the church building. Is that once you can get into the church building, there's safety. That's why, I mean, now it's getting better, but I hope I'm not saying something. In, in Rwanda, do you know Rwanda? Yes. When they had the genocide, people ran into a church. A couple of thousands of people. It's one of the sore points of the whole... Um, genocide and obviously it is the people being killed who ran into the church but it is said that the pastor of the church went to tell the killers that look the people they are in this church my church plenty and they came and collected them from the church and killed them. All of them. So then the, 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 the events happening after is a lot of mistrust for pastor and for church because of what happened in that time. Because it was expected that once they were in the church, they should be safe in the church. But somehow, they were given up and they were killed. So what I'm saying is that the church is a place of safety. So those who are crushed and those who are harassed, when they come, they receive the word. They know how to pray. One of the most powerful things about being in church or being a Christian is that you know how to pray. 
Maybe you are in church, you don't know how to pray. Because, you see, the solution to life's issues is prayer. True. Prayer solves problems. And sometimes, the problem may not solve literally. It's still there, but because of prayer, you are stronger than the problem and you are able to handle it. Because you are a man of prayer, you get into the presence of God. So those who are crushed and those who are under severe conditions, God is sending us to go and bring them in so that they will also be saved. Is it a good idea? Are you available? Can God depend on you? Lord, I know you need somebody. Lord, I know you need somebody. Next one. God is looking for someone who knows how to pray. Job 9, 30 to 35, NIV. Even if I wash myself with soap and my hands with cleansing powder, you plunge me into a slime pit so that even my clothes will detest me. It's not a mere mortal like me that I might answer him. That we might confront each other in court. If only there were someone to mediate between us, someone to bring us together, someone to remove God's rod from me so that his terror would frighten me no more, then I will speak up without fear of him. But as it is, as it now stands with me, I cannot. Do you understand that? Do you know Job? Job was sick with all kinds of terrible conditions and so on. And um, at this time, I mean, he was speaking in terms of his own self. And he said that um, he is not a mere mortal like me that I might answer him, that we might confront each other in court. He can't argue with God. If only there were someone to mediate between us, someone to bring us together, someone to remove God's rod from me so that this terror will frighten me no more, then I will speak up without fear. But now as the sickness is on me and everything, the terror is on me, I can't talk, I'm afraid. But God is looking for somebody who can stand in the gap and pray. And when you are talking about salvation of souls, the most powerful thing you have to do is prayer. Oh yes. Because no man has the power to change a person's heart. You can change a person's mind, but you can't change their heart. Only God can do that. Yes. Only God can do that. When you go and tell the girls stories and they follow you, it's, it's their, their minds. You have played on their minds and they follow you. And when we pray for them, one day they will come to their senses and they will see that you are a deceiver after all. Now they know you. But somebody whose heart is changed and turned away from the world and the things of the world and giving himself to the Lord and serving God, it is only prayer that can change such a person. Only prayer. Only prayer. So God is looking for somebody who can pray. And this week, I don't know, I was thinking about what we can do in terms of even organized prayer. Maybe we'll look at it. But this week, take time. Every day. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? I'm saying this thing because it's a message I got in the night. Every day to pray about this major program that we are having on Sunday. Every day. Actually, the message was to have one hour to pray about the swollen Sunday. But I don't know whether I should say it. Should I say one hour? I should say. Or you will do. You will do. Not about your own problems, but about this thing. Because God is looking for somebody 
who will know how to pray and somebody who can pray every day this week. And that's not the end of it. We pray every day. But I'm just asking you to join. Are you still here? Yes. Somebody who can pray will make a difference. Sometimes the reason why somebody's life is terrible and the person is going to hell is because there was nobody to pray. Well, I remember, uh, what's her name? I had a praying grandmother. Is it Helen Bela? Helen Bela. I love it. I mean, she was telling her life. I mean, wild life from, is it age 9 or 15? Yes, from 9. And by 15, now she said, what is free? And then she would tell the story and then get so but I had a praying grandmother and something like that, isn't it? Yeah. Will you have a praying grandmother, somebody who is praying for you, not somebody who is looking for men for you. Yeah, because some of the grandmothers, that's what they will do for you, even your own mother. Your own mother will tell you that when you take when you, you can't stay home, your friends are out there, can't you see? But if you have somebody praying for you, the greatest power for the conversion of a soul is prayer. And if we really want to see people converted, we have to engage in prayer. Can you do one hour of prayer a day for this one week till Swollen Sunday? Ask your neighbor, can you do that? Ask your neighbor, when I go into prayer in my room, will I hear you also praying from your room somewhere there? Next one. The Lord is looking for someone to help people who do not have strength. Are there people who don't have strength? Yeah. Job 26, 1 to 3. But Job answered and said, How hast thou helped him that is without power? How savest thou the arm that has no strength? Has, how hast thou counseled him that has no wisdom? And how hast thou plentifully declared the thing as it is? Many people know what to do. Many people know the scriptures, but many do not have the strength to do what is right. Yeah. So, people without strength, people are going to hell only because, you see, the power to say no to the world and the power, the strength to say no to sin, to back off from friends, from the world, from the things that are leading them to destruction. They don't have the strength to do it. When you are able to overcome something in your life, it is a clear sign that God has empowered you. God has given you the power to overcome. As you are sitting here, there are certain things you have overcome. At least some of them. Are you still struggling with some of them? There are some you are struggling with. You are trying. But you have come over. <laughs> Maybe you used to drink. Now you don't drink anymore. When you see the bottle, it doesn't even appeal to you. Who has that experience? Yes, thank you. <laughs> oh yes, as a Christian, you have overcome something. You have overcome something to be able to leave your home and come and sit here in the morning for service. Yes, Sunday morning. Oh, you have overcome something. You have overcome. So God, the people out there are without strength. So he said, the Lord is looking for someone to help 
people who do not have strength, they know that the life we are in is destroying us, but they don't know how to come out of it. I always remember this cousin of mine drinking to death. He drank until he was sick and was on admission at the hospital for, I'm sure, liver issues. And even whilst on admission, they were smuggling alcohol to him in the hospital bed. I tell you, I was shocked when I was told this. And I was more shocked because the, the smuggler was a nurse and a relative. No strength to overcome. If you are a Christian, I know that there are still certain things you are struggling with. But today, God is giving you strength to overcome your struggles and the things that you are not able to overcome. If there is anything you are still struggling with, you are finding it very difficult. It is not easy. God is giving you the strength because it is the overcomer who can help others to also overcome. If you haven't overcome yours, you can help other people. But God is helping you to overcome. Whatever is a weakness and a bother in your life, may you receive the strength to overcome it today in the name of Jesus. God is giving you, God is looking for somebody to help people who are without strength. Why? Because the enemy has tied them up. They are under the influence and control of Satan to an extent, to such a great extent that they, 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 they can't free themselves. Even when Paul was in, 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 in Romans chapter 7, I mean, a very interesting chapter, but a, a bit difficult. He was, he was talking about the law and sin and man. It's like under the law, man has no power. That's why he said, the things that I know to do, I am not able to do. Give me that scripture. It's in Romans 15 to 19. What does he say? For that which I do, I allow not. Are there some things you don't allow, but you do? Eh? For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. Change the version. Change the version. And <laughs> if I do what I do not, I do not change your version for me, please. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. What I hate, I do. Thank you. What, what version is that? NIV. I do not understand. Do you understand yourself? I, I know this one doesn't apply to you because you, your things are perfect. But me, it applies to me. As I say it again, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate... I do. You see, don't think too much into maybe drinking fornication and don't you wish that you could pray for so many hours a day? Is that not what you want? Are you able to do? Think about those things. Are you eternal? Me, I don't do bad things. What bad things don't you do? Ah. I don't understand myself. You, before you know you have sat there and watched movie or television for four hours. And then you say, e -e -e, today I've done that thing again. Has it happened to anybody before? Come on, man. Yeah. 
And he preached, my money to say, I dare not make him because more born in a door, so saying, Papa, not make him. Many you wanted to go on evangelism and then one to one to you didn't go and say, Ah, today to have missed the evangelism. Has it happened to you before? That's what I'm talking about. I'm not only talking about when you didn't want to meet the boy and you still went. That one is part of it. Ah, do you love the scripture? Put it back there. Even if I give you this one alone, it's enough. For I do not understand my own actions. I don't understand my own action. For I do not do what I want. I don't do what I want. But I do the very thing I hate. I do the very thing I hate. Yes. May God deliver somebody. Somebody who is real and genuine. Because as I'm preaching it, I'm preaching to people who are not real and who are not genuine. It doesn't apply to me. Yeah. Even here, there's something I don't want to do and I do. I stay in the church. You can ask those who are there. Say, ish. In the night that I've done this thing again. Because I tell myself that I'll go home early. <laughs> I'll leave early before I know it is midnight. Then I've done this thing again. And what is the cause? These people have tempted me to do this thing again. Because that's not what I want. Uh, there are always issues. When you come, there's this issue, there's this issue, there's this issue. Before you know, it is tomorrow. Even on the car park, yes. Verse 16, let's read. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. That's why I said the law and the thing. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. So the people who are powerless, who don't have strength, sin living in them doesn't make them able to even come how difficult it is to extract somebody from their house and take them to church on a Sunday. It's as if you are taking them to hell or you are rather leading them to a bad place. But it doesn't even come up like you have come as a savior of that man. Why? Because of sin. He said because of sin living in me. Verse 18. For I know that God itself does not dwell in me. That is in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. The desire is there. How many have the desire to pray for three hours? Oh. How many have the desire to be a basenta leader, but you are still not? Lift your hand and let me. You have thought about it. That is a good thing to do, but still you are not. Yes. Let's look at the positive things. And then the other side, you have a desire to leave that boy. But you are not able to. How many are in that situation also? You have a desire to leave, but it's not working. Because every time you go and you finish what you are doing, then you say, ah, me again. I don't understand myself. You should begin to understand yourself now because I've preached it to you. It's sin and you have to deal with the power, the root of sin. You deal with that one and then you overcome. So the people who are out there that we are reaching out to, they are powerless. They have no strength to be able to come out of their sinful nature and sinful things and things that are not right. They have to run out and run away from the devil. They can't do it. That is why God is looking for somebody like you and somebody like me to go out there and bring them out of their situation. If nobody comes to help, they'll stay in it until they arrive in hell. But that's why God is calling us. It's not easy to be there one day and say, I've stopped everything, I'm serving God. It's not easy. Somebody must prevail on you. Somebody. The Bible says that how can they hear if there's no preacher? And you are the preacher. Okay. Do you have your seven blessings for the swollen Sunday? 
God, this number eight, I don't know what it is for you. God is looking for someone who will deliver those whose souls are torn apart. Hmm? Number nine, God is looking for someone to deliver people who are in trouble. Are people in trouble out there? Eh? Are people in trouble out there? Oh yes, there's a lot of trouble. Psalm 22 verse 11, be not far from me for trouble is near. For there is none to help. Many bulls have compassed me, strong bulls of Bashan have beset me round they gaped upon me with their mouths as a ravening and roaring lion trouble is near the next one god is looking for somebody to help the broken hearted people are broken hearted people are disappointed people have all kinds of truth so what i'm saying is that as we are doing we are into this holy sunday it is god himself who is looking for us and calling us and asking us to go out there and help somebody who needs our help listen the only person who can give this help is yourself there are certain people you are the only one god has sent to because you are in touch with them. If you don't help them, they will never receive the help that they must receive. Everybody has some people around them. Everybody has some friends. Everybody has some neighbors. Everybody has some workmates. Everybody has... Every, look, the person who is close to you by you. I may not know the person. I may never meet the person. But you will meet the person. And they, they, without Jesus, you are in trouble. There is trouble coming for anybody who is without Christ. Anybody who is not saved. That's why we are being sent out there. So this week, we are praying. God is looking for somebody who can pray. Do you know that? And are you doing one hour prayer this week? Towards Solin Sunday. Not towards your beloved who is about to leave you. If he wants to go, just leave him to go. Quickly, tell him that, look, brother... We are praying. I'm praying one hour for the souls. And I'm there. I'm delivering somebody who is in danger. Somebody who is broken hearted. Somebody who has a need. Somebody who is without strength to come out of the problems that they are in. As I'm preaching, somebody is in a boy's house. How to open the door and come out is the problem. He can't come out. And as I'm preaching, maybe you yourself, you have had that experience before. One time I was talking with somebody who was my church member. And she said, she has finished SS. Oh yeah, SS student, you know. She was in school somewhere. She will leave the school and come and be with the boy in Accra. Yes. Oh, yes. Not free exit. I'm sure she will run. So, as her father has sent her to say and thought that my daughter is in school, the daughter is not in the school. It's, it's not like somebody says, she herself telling me, is it true or is it not true? Yeah. Was I with you one day from a certain camp somewhere? Yes. Yeah. So those of you who have daughters, pray about it. Yeah. Who did not go to school? Why is she to her man? I tell you. What are provisions? What money? Enough money. 
Suyade. Ebi ohokra of frail. Say, Daddy. Hey, how's everything? Everything is fine. I just called to greet you. I'm okay. Oh, you're okay in a boy's house. I'm talking about a human church member. Yes. She became very okay. And then later, I don't even know where she is now. Are you still here? And God is sending you to deliver such a one. Oh, somebody is in trouble out there. And God said that you are the one who can deliver such a one. You would bring somebody to God. And again, later on the testimonies you hear, you'll be very surprised about it. Oh, yes, you'll be very surprised about it. You'll be very, because this person was just about heading to disaster. And then you appeared on the scene like an angel that had been sent. And then you helped this one out of that problem. Yeah. So that's Sunday. As we do this, there are seven blessings that are our blessings. Psalm 91. Number one is what? Deliverance. As you go out there and you say, Lord, you can depend on me. And God is depending on you for the salvation of souls. He said, I will deliver you. Verse 14. Put the verse on the screen. I will deliver you. Psalm 91, 14. Number two is what? He said, I will lift him up on high because he has known my name. You know the name of the Lord and you are carrying that powerful name to somebody else to know the name of the Lord. He said he will lift you up on high. How many need some lifting up on high in your life? These are the blessings coming to you as you are going out for the souls over there. These are the blessings you are receiving. These are the blessings. Stand on your feet, everybody. And we are declaring these blessings. Unless you don't need them. Uh, you don't need promotion, eh? Me, I need promotion. Yes, I need. Number three is what? Answers to prayer. He shall call on me and I will answer him. God will answer your prayer because you are part of the people who went out there and delivered the people who were in trouble. People in trouble, people who are weak, people who have been overpowered by the enemy, you were there to help them. And he said, I will answer your prayer and I will honor you. And I will give you long life. Salvation is the encapsulation of every blessing. Prosperity, increase, honor, life, whatever. Have I talked about long life? I didn't mention long life. Eh? Number six is what? Long life. How many want long life? You will live long. Lift your hands and make a declaration of these seven blessings that God is giving us. And as I fight for the salvation of souls, especially in this program coming up, I receive these seven blessings and their mind declare them for yourself if you like if you don't like don't declare it's not by force but me i like it because i need deliverance why do i need deliverance because there's trouble around me all the time just one step can land me in a place where i don't have to be i need deliverance and i receive deliverance i receive promotion for the word says that promotion cometh not from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. But God who sits above and in the heavens, he lifted up one and setteth down another. May I be the one that God would lift up. May you be the one that God would lift up. And as you do the work of God in the salvation of souls, may you receive a lifting up in the name of Jesus. Declare it for yourself. And speak it for yourself. Oh, when trouble comes, God will be there for you. And he will help you in the trouble. Oh, yes. The trouble may come face to face with you. But you have help. Honor. You'll be honored. Long life. Declare it. It is for you. Declare it. It is for you. The salvation 
the prosperity, the increase, the joy, the answered prayer, the fulfillment of your mission and your vision in life and everything coming to pass in your life. That is what God is doing for you. We receive it. Lift up your hands and receive all these blessings and all these declarations and all these blessings because they are yours. As you engage and as you do your best for the Lord, the Lord is bringing all these things on your life. Thank you for great, great, great mercy. Great, great, great mercy. Great, great, great mercy. And oh God, strengthen us and strengthen every weak one every young one every old one everyone who is interested in souls and everyone who is not interested in souls strengthen us oh god and put your spirit in us that will go out there and be the agent of salvation for the people who are being drawn into wickedness into sin into destruction to people who are being torn apart by the enemy people whose hearts are broken, people who don't know what is the way forward, people who are hopeless and helpless and, 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 and have given up in this life and don't know what is there for them and will be taken to hell. Lord, use us. Say, Lord, use me. Say it, Lord, use me for the salvation of such people in the name of Jesus. Clap your hands for the Lord. Close your eyes. You came to church today. You are not born again. You need Jesus. You want to be born again. You're saying that, Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. I need Jesus. Right hand high up. And let me pray a special prayer with you that you'll be delivered from the world and set up in the kingdom of God and in the house of God. You will be saved. Say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Forgive me my sins, Lord. Wash me in the blood. Write my name in the book of life. Say, thank you, Lord, for saving me today. Amen.